Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Well, good morning to everyone. Good to see a parking lot full. Appreciate everyone coming out this morning. Appreciate that good singing. We thank you for that. Uh, the Lord is good, and one day we'll be able to walk through heaven and just listen to the heavenly choir sing. I know that's going to be great, but we're so thankful to be here this morning. Good to see each one of you, and of course, we can only see headlights and uh, windshields, but that's okay. We know you're there listening. So let's uh, turn in your Bibles, please, if you have them, to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, we want to bring a message this morning entitled, It's Who You Know. It's Who You Know. We'll read the first 14 verses if you want to follow along with us. The Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father? and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father." And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Thank you, Father, for your precious word. Thank you for the promise that you're going to be reigning one day in heaven. And we will be there with you because of the promise that you have made to each and every one of us. We need to seek you. Our nation needs to seek you. We're living in troubled times. And Father, we're asking that you would touch this nation and bring about a spiritual revival, including in our own hearts. Father, may your will be done. We thank you for everything. Thank you for the songs we've heard, for the people who are here. Would you bless them in a very special way? And for those who are listening on the radio, internet, however they may be listening, Lord, we pray that you would bless them in a special way. Anyone here that's lost, we ask that you would help them to see that. 
that they might come to know Jesus Christ before they leave this parking lot. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's who you know, and in the corporate world, longevity has its privileges. And as we look, it'll get you that promotion that you think you might ha are, are in need of. Maybe you think you deserve a promotion. You may do that, and that's okay. Maybe you deserve a raise, and uh, we hope you get one if you're out there working. That higher position that you're longing for, it'll come about. Just keep praying. And in the spiritual world, you may want that higher position. But folks, just keep trusting the Lord. Walk with him every day. And I believe the Bible teaches us that he will raise us up to that point where he can use us regardless of what's going on in the world. But in the Christian world, privileges come with faithfulness, and that's what we need to be doing today is to be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and all that he has done for us. From the very beginning when you were saved, walk in that faith before the Lord, and he will take care of you. As we look at today's society, we see that Marriages are breaking up at an alarming rate. Society is breaking down. We have that me first attitude. Churches falling apart, it seems, every day. Members dropping out. Ministers leaving the pulpit. Discouraged. Satan has poisoned church members, and it seems that there is no end. In John 14, Jesus spoke words that contain a revelation of the precious privileges conferred on his believing people, the church. The Lord established the church, and the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful. So if we'll keep trusting the Lord Jesus Christ, he has promised to be faithful unto us and to help us in our daily walk with him. And sometimes we're going to have troubles. There's no doubt about that. We will have troubles. But as we look at verse 1, we see a cure for those troubles. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Faith to believe that God wants to help is right here in this first verse. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will help you in everything that you set about to do, especially in his work. There are those who believe in the existence of God and yet know nothing of the power of God because they're not living for him every day as they should. And so as we look, Jesus might be asking you a very personal question as he does later on in this scripture. Do you believe in me? Do we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do we believe that he can help us in every situation that we might be facing? Yes, Jesus is the cure for our trouble. Now, we may go sick through sicknesses, and we've done that. My wife's done that, and I know you have done that. But Jesus has been right there through every one that we've ever been through. Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross to put away our sins? 
See, that's the key to the whole thing. Do we believe that Jesus died for us and through his death we can have eternal life? Yes, we're going to die here, but in heaven it's going to be eternal. It'll never end. And we can serve the Lord Jesus Christ every day. But as we look at this scripture, yes, we may have troubled hearts, but are we living in commitment to him? Where is our commitment today? If you say you believe, then you are to be the wit a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. God has changed your heart. He has changed your inside. He has made you a child of the devil to a child of the king. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, and he has changed us from the inside. And we are to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ here in this world. Somewhere where that witness can be seen, wherever we might go, the people we come in contact with, the people we may call on the telephone, even here in the parking lot as we uh, preach this sermon, people all over the county, a lot of times over the state and other places are listening. Uh, is that witness that you have, can it be seen by other people, especially the church, especially in the home, or especially in the community in which we live? Every witness of God must cry against the wickedness that's going on in our nation and in our world today. You remember the story of Jonah in the Old Testament? God called him to go to Nineveh, preach against the wickedness that's going on in Nineveh. Jo Jonah decided to go the other way. He didn't want to go to Nineveh and preach to a Gentile nation, and so he ran the other way. And you know all the things that happened to Jonah, being swallowed by the whale. Uh, I can't imagine what went on while he was in the whale's belly. But the Bible says that Jonah repented and the whale went up to the shore and set him back out and, <coughs> excuse me, Jonah went running to Nineveh and he preached that gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ <coughs> wanted him to preach. This present generation seems to be cursed with people who cannot speak. They want to go the other way as Jonah did. Folks, we need to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. As we look around us today in society, <clears throat> think of the murderous drink and drug traffic licensed and protected by law to make and to bury 100,000 drunkards every year and men and women professing to be witnesses for God, refusing to cry against it. Think of the gambling fever that's Thank you, brother. <clears throat> Think of the gambling fever that's flushed the faces of so many people and hurrying them headlong into eternal ruin. Think of the infidelity that's settling down among so many people like a deadly malaria. Young people selling themselves to pleasure. Not only young, but middle-aged and older-aged people. Why aren't God's people crying against such evil? Well, maybe they've joined in. 
Maybe you've lost sight of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't want to be mocked from that crowd. But as we look at that, there is an answer to our problem. And parents, we better learn quickly. Jesus said, I died to put away your sin and the sins of your children and the world. He also said, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you and for your fears. Fear not, for I am with you, the cure for troubled hearts. Oh, second thing that we see is a blessed hope. Look at verses 2 and 3. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. What a promise from the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you in my Father's house. What are you placing your hope in today? I hope it's the Word of God. I hope it's the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope it's the witness that he wants you to have before other people so that people can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. As we look back the last few weeks, and especially since uh, Tuesday, about the election that we have, uh, what's going on? What's taking place? And as we look at that, if we're putting our hope in the government, we may be surprised. And as we look at the scriptures, there's no hope in government because all governments are going to fail. Pastors may fail. Yourself, myself may fail. But the Bible says that all governments will be put under the judgment of Jesus Christ. And that's why he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. And folks, we can go there because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us on Calvary's cross. He died so that we might have, not have to have that spiritual death. We can go straight from this life, straight into heaven, to be the, with the Lord Jesus Christ because of what he did for us. In my Father's house. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how, how big it's going to be. But the New Jerusalem is 1,500 miles cubed. Now that's a huge place, according to what we see here in this world. But that's just the city of what the Lord Jesus Christ is making for us in his house. Man, won't that be great? Yes, it will. And so the word, these words were spoken to the church that existed then and is applicable to the church that now is and will be perfectly fulfilled as recorded in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 where the Bible says, So shall we ever be with the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm listening for the trumpet sound. I'm looking for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back and claim his very own, the church, from this world to be going to that perfect place where there'll be no sin, no sickness, no death, no negatives anywhere, but everything is going to be on the positive. Everything will be directed by the Holy uh, Spirit as unto the Lord Jesus Christ, and what a wonderful time that's going to be.
Turn to John chapter 17, verse 24. We want to read these words. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. What's that glory going to look like? I have no idea. Jesus was transfigured on the mountain, and they saw his glory for just a moment. Peter and John, I wonder what they talked about as Jesus went back, and as they went back, wonder how they explained all of that to the upper, other disciples. I don't know whether they could explain it or not. The glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. One day we'll be able to see that glory. And what a day that is going to be. What an outlook for the troubled heart, for the troubled nation that we're living in. People want to look at their troubles. Well, what can the Lord do for me? He can do everything for you. The only thing that he will not do is to save you if you don't want to be saved. You've got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can walk with him in these verses that we've read. I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the Father's house. I want to see the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to see those nail prints in his hands and his feet. They'll still be there because after he resurrected, he showed them to the, the apostles. They'll still be there reminding the world of what we did to him. But the grave could not hold him. He arose victorious. And you know the church will rise one of these days victorious because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. Yes, we have a blessed hope and one of the greatest promises to the church, that hope will never fail. Paul spoke about that hope. We have hope in the Lord Jesus Christ and that hope is for now and for the future. And folks, we need to believe that we need to act on that because it's one of the greatest promises that we'll ever have as a church. The third thing that we see today, a vision of the Father. No, I've never seen the Father. I've never seen the Lord Jesus Christ. But through the scripture, we can get a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ and his love for us. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it will suffice us. Don't know what all Jesus said, but I can just imagine. Philip, let me give you a few illustrations here. Do you remember the dead who were raised when I came by? Do you remember the sick who were healed of their diseases? Do you remember there at the wedding when the water was turned to wine? Do you remember the demonic man who was cleansed and saved and sitting at the 
feet of Jesus, listening? Do you remember the 5,000 who were fed there on the hillside with just a few loaves and a few fishes? Do you remember me walking on the water coming to you? And Peter, yes, you walking on the water coming to me. But when you turned your head, when you looked at your surroundings, you began to sink. But who reached out to catch you, to keep you from going under? The Lord Jesus Christ. Who is going to reach out to us today and catch us if we know the Lord Jesus Christ and get us before we sink? The Lord Jesus Christ has promised to do that. And he will do that. Oh, that little lad had the loaves and the fishes. I'd like to see his face. Just a little basket full. But Jesus said, have them to sit down in groups of 50. And Jesus began to break that bread and break that fish fed every one of them there, not just the men, but I imagine the women and the children also. Maybe 10, 12, 15,000 people, we don't know. But those few little loaves and a few little fishes in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ was sufficient. You may not have much to give, but that's all right. You put it in the hands of the Lord and watch him multiply it for his glory. Just like he did those loaves and those fishes. Those people were astonished. But yet, after it was over with, the Bible says they had 12 baskets full left over. What a miracle that was. Yes, what was the answer to Philip? Philip, you just remember what you've already seen, what you've already heard. They witnessed his grace. You remember the woman that was taken in adultery and they were going to stone her? Jesus came by and they asked him, what shall we do? The Bible says, or the law says that we stone her. The Bible says that Jesus just stooped down and wrote on the ground. Doesn't say what he wrote, but he got up and turned to that group of people and said, whichever one of you is without sin, cast the first stone. Don't you know that convicted those fellows? Don't you know the word of God will convict people today? Yes, it will. And the Bible says they turned and left. And then Jesus said, woman, where are your accusers? And the woman said, I have none. Jesus made a remarkable statement, just like he does to us today. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You think that woman ever forgot that? I don't believe she did. This man called Jesus. Didn't say whether she was married or not. Didn't say whether she had a family or not. But I don't believe she ever forgot that. This man called Jesus forgave me of all of my sins. You may, may not be guilty of gross sins. You may not be guilty of such as this. 
But if you've told one lie, you're guilty. If you've mistreated one person, you're guilty. Folks, Jesus died for those sins. And if we will believe and trust in him, he will forgive you and me, just like he did this woman. But he's also telling us, go and sin no more. On purpose. Now we're going to sin, we're not perfect, but yet that woman left differently than when she was drugged there by those Pharisees. The more we know Christ, the more we will know the Father and his will for our lives. Folks, we need to be praying every day. Be praying for ourselves. Be praying for our wife or husband or children. Be praying for our church. And especially now, we need to be praying for our nation. We don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. We don't know what's going to take place. But folks, we need to be praying for our nation for our leadership, and for each other, and especially the church. Oh, the more we know Christ, the more we'll know the Father. The more we will know his will, the more we will know his love and forgiveness. But if we don't pray, if we don't care to seek out a church to attend, the less we are going to know about the Lord Jesus Christ, about his will for our lives. Hebrews 1.3 says, God hath in these last days spoken unto us by the Son, who is the express image of his person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus hath spoken. There will be no other Bibles coming, we have the Word of God, and the Word of God is true because it came from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But the Bible says the pure in heart will see God. I want to see God. But you know, I can't be pure in myself. I need Jesus Christ, and you need Jesus Christ also. The Bible says if we will call out to him confessing our sins, he'll be faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You may be here today lost. You may be here today and not really attending church and working for the Lord like you want to or need to. That can change today. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. I want to close by reading some verses here. Verses 10 through 14, and then I'll finish with verse 15. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very works' sakes. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Isn't that a great promise? Lord, I need to know how to be a witness to, to this particular person. Pray and ask the Lord to help you. Each person is different. Takes a different approach. But God has promised to help us in those situations. What a wonderful Savior we have. But verse 14 if you ask, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Can you get a greater promise than that? I don't believe so. Jesus loves every one of us. He even loves the lost as much as he does the saved. That's the Lord. But the lost don't need to remain lost. Jesus has made a way for each and every one of us. And if you're listening on the radio, internet, however it may be, and you're lost, the Bible says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. I will forgive your sins and I will make you one of my children in the kingdom of God. That's a promise from the Lord Jesus. What a wonderful promise. Greater works we shall do if we will just simply follow the Lord Jesus Christ and everything that he wants us to do. What a wonderful Savior we have. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your blessings. Lord, take these words in John chapter 14, and help us to apply them to our hearts and our lives, our daily living, that we might be a better servant for you. And Lord, we do pray that if there's anyone here that's lost, does not know Jesus Christ, if anyone out there on the radio land that's lost, all they got to do right there is bow their heads and pray a simple prayer. Lord, I'm lost. And I need you, and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to become my Lord and Master. And the Bible says that Jesus will come unto you. I hope you'll pray that prayer. Lord, thank you for everything that you've done for us. Now continue to bless Sulphur Springs Baptist Church and everything that they do in thy name. Bless every member. Take care of them supply their needs, and we'll praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.